pull up a bar stool. All right, I'm back. So I am continuing a little theme. It's been, I gotta tell you, it's been a lot of fun uh, to go back and reminisce and remind myself of some things. As I recently hit 10 year anniversary of being laid off, of starting my website, just this journey that eventually started my business. And I'm basically reflecting now on that first year um, in that last episode, we talked about months two to seven, and there was a, there was some big things that happened during that time. Um, today, we're going to talk about the rest of that first year, so months eight through twelve, and oh man, it's fun. It's it's some good stuff. So if you got a drink, open it with me. Uh, if you don't have one, maybe go go to the fridge real quick. But no pressure, no peer pressure at all. I just want you to sit back. Relax, pop a bottle, let's do it. Yeah, once again, I get spoiled pouring the Guinnesses where you just dump it and it flows the way it's supposed to. I've got today an oatmeal stout by Slow Elk and just just a dreadful pour, just an amateur pour. And uh, so I have to wait a little bit for this foam to go down. But hey, how's it going? I'm John, John Loomer from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. I'm your host here on the podcast. So, holy cow, man. Uh, Ten years, it's a good way to make you feel old. Um, Also, you know, just seeing some of the stuff that I did and... Um, there are times where I, I was I felt a little uncomfortable. Other times I, I felt proud, and uh, mostly I, I'm, yeah, I feel great that I made I've I've made it this far ten years later. But that first year, it, so much of it has to do with the things I did and experimented with and failed at and just tried um, during really difficult times. So I'm gonna keep trying to fill up this beer here. Um, today, primary focus, I, I want to kind of go through, okay, well, where was I now content wise? Cause that was really critical to the growth of my business. Um, what were some changes I was making along the way, whether it's my website, uh, got a new design again. I, I went through a whole bunch of different designs and stuff earlier on, early on. Um, I changed my tagline, which I think is also representative of where I was at that point. Um, just where I was in, in terms of my audience. So, so people ask me, you know, what should I expect? Um, email list wise, uh, Facebook page wise. What? Now, look, this is ten years later, so I'm not even going to try to say that everything's the same. But this will at least give you a point of reference of where I was. Um, I talk about my, my podcast. I actually started that year, and I I listened to my first episode today from 2012 and i can't believe it's been around that long that's that's not on itunes as far as i know um i'd have to go back and look but i'm pretty sure it's not on itunes and it wasn't even called the pubcast at that point so that was just a trip listen to we'll talk about that and we're gonna talk a little bit about revenue we're finally some revenue starting to come but there's a big but to that so i need a quick drink and then we're gonna jump into some content stuff all right. Cheers. 
Oh yeah, very oatmeal-y and stout. So, first up, um, I'll talk about it all day long, all week long, all day, every day, about how important content creation was uh, for my development as a writer, uh, as someone who could eventually sell his content, for building my email list, for SEO. Look, I was never, and this actually came up in that first podcast episode, I was never an SEO guy where it's like, oh, keyword this, keyword that. Um, I just churned it out, and that resulted quickly in me getting high ranking in, in Google. Um, so it's five months, right? Uh, was it, did I start in April on this one? Uh, April, May, June, July, August. Yep, so these five months. I wrote 134 blog posts in those five months. That's crazy, right? So and even, again, I was listening to that podcast episode um, someone had, someone had asked me about uh, my content strategy, and I talked about how I was writing every day, Monday through Friday. Sometimes I wrote more than that, but that was part of my routine. That doesn't mean that needs to be our routine these days. Um, it's obviously not mine, but I've also kind of built a foundation now. So 134 blog posts, what I was finally starting to see was some consistent traffic. Um, so during that five months, I was now over 500,000 page views during those five months. So, and I, and I finally started hitting a hundred thousand page views a month beginning in May. Now you could make the argument it was April. It was like 99,000 something, something in April. And, um, again, that was writing every day. Uh, it was also a matter of. Um, finding stuff that hit, um, making some mistakes earlier on where I was chasing traffic. I wasn't really doing that in this April to August um, period, but I was still driving, getting traffic for stuff that I, probably wasn't ideal. Um, but I, I wrote it for the purpose of driving traffic only. Um, so... I'm going to get to, you know, what kind of the, the content was here in a second. I think it's important to kind of talk about, okay, what was my strategy? Um, and because what was my true SEO strategy, even though I wasn't really doing keywords and whatnot. I was basically thinking, what is my target audience asking? What are the, and this, this is straight up Marcus Sheridan stuff. I even mentioned it in that first podcast. Marcus shared if you're not familiar with him, great dude, sales guy, was formerly the sales lion. And he would talk about how, take the questions you get in. The sales people get whatever they're getting. That, and it's usually for him, it was about pools. It's like, how much does a pool cost? What kind of pools are there? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, that's, I, I, you could even see it reflected in some of the content I wrote. How much does it cost to, to run Facebook ads? You know? When's the best time of day to post on Facebook? When, you know, how, how do you create a Facebook ad? There, there's all this kind of stuff um, that, that, was, that, that was the starting point. The questions I was getting were the titles of my blog posts 
And I think that ultimately paid off. So let's dig in a little bit to what that content was after I get this drink. Cheers. So there's certainly some good and bad uh, during this period of time in terms of my content. And dude, I'm not embarrassed at all of the bad because you've got to fail. You got to make mistakes to learn from it. Um, and, and that's, that's what happened. I mean, the bad was I was still seeing, and I say bad, but you know, it's still good that I was getting traffic. So I can't complain too much, but early on when I was focused on things like privacy issues and Facebook hoaxes and stuff like that. So turn off close friends notifications. That was my number two traffic driver. It gave me 32,000 page views during that time. Um, I wrote, I think, three different blog posts on how to get Facebook ad coupons. How to get a $50 Facebook ad coupon, 27,000 views. Facebook Jumpstart, free Facebook ad coupon, because there's this promotion Facebook is doing, 23,000 page views. How to get a free $25,000 Facebook ad coupon, 7,000 views. So we're looking at 57,000 page views just there. Now, granted, that's going to attract people who are advertisers. Good. It's also going to attract people who are looking to do things for free. For me, bad. If I want to run a business, and I didn't really realize this at the time, because I was like, yeah, I'm looking for Facebook ad coupons too. Because uh, I was trying to do everything for nothing. And uh, kind of an example of that, you know, from this podcast, I was talking about how I was promoting stuff to my fans. Um, and I was spending like, two dollars a day to do that because my audience was so small but it, it, it provided a ton of uh, effectiveness because it was a, a strong audience but anyway i needed i needed i needed revenue i needed money facebook scare unchecked comments and likes ten thousand page views so there was some bad stuff that was generating revenue now the good stuff um and i think i've talked about this in the last ep- episode is i i created the, the one de- design thing I created, which was good, which is a d- dimensions infographic. And that was before I started having Leah do it for me, which she started doing it going forward. Um, that drove 161,000 page views during those five months alone. And I would often hear, I'm about to sneeze here, sorry, uh, going forward that people found me from that infographic. Uh, but I wrote some, so back to like what was kind of in my top 10 at that time, there was some good stuff beyond that. Uh, other stuff, again, it was like about pay, profile photo size impacting the cover photo. Cause there's, there are new dimensions that generate 18,000 views dimensions for Facebook timeline for pages, 14,000 views, ultimate guide for Facebook timeline for pages, 11,000 views. Those things are all good. I think a couple others that maybe weren't in the top 10, but were, I think pretty critical posts uh your facebook posts reach 16 percent of fans the horror so I, this started to become more of my style where it's a bit more editorial and sometimes sarcastic and blunt and i was just going on and on about people freaking out about the fact that you're only reaching 16 percent of your fans which back then was people freaked out about but today people will be like yeah um and i tried to talk people off the ledge back then about how, like, really? You expect to reach more? Like, you expect to reach everybody? That was the whole thought. Oh, I should reach everybody. So 
but that was kind of a pivotal, I think it grabbed, got a lot of attention for that. Big one. June 25th, how to use Facebook Power Editor. Do you remember Power Editor? Oh, my boy. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big one. Not that that blog post drove a lot of traffic, but that, that would be an eventual product. A, I don't know if it was a year later. It would be later on. Um, that would be pretty critical to my my business. Um, so the nice thing is I look back at what I published during that time. Um, it did finally seem that I was getting a focus. It was Facebook marketing. It was Facebook ads. There's no more of this personal usage of Facebook. There's no more screwing around with Twitter and Pinterest and Google Plus and all that nonsense. Um, I started to have a focus so I could start to have something I was known for. All right, so we'll talk about some more here in a second. Cheers. So the other thing, uh, as I was going back to that and just reminiscing, man, it's good stuff. Um, made some changes to the website. Um, you may recall, I think it was in March, I finally got a, in a, a professionally done logo done, logo created. First time I had done that, um, and it was just a friend did it for me. Didn't charge me. Uh, still use that logo today. I may move away from it one day, but it's it's lasted me well. Uh, and then I went with a completely new website design in April. So um, this was important. I know that, man, I'd have to go back and look at the various themes I used. I, I used a lot of free themes. Um, I know... Uh, I had someone who made a blunt assessment that, it, that my website didn't look professional and it needed to. And I don't recall if there was a design before this one or not. There may have been. But in, what was that, April, um, I this is when I used, um, what is it called? Oh, it's driving me crazy. This, this theme, what was it called? I'm gonna figure it out. Genesis Framework, yeah. So I used Genesis Framework and, and I used that for for several years. But looking back at it now, you know, it's, it's nine years later, nine plus years later, it's not bad. It's not a terrible design. Um, for once I had like a kind of front and center way to sign up for my newsletter um, and you could tell because I have a, a screenshot of the way that looked which I, I love that I took that um, I have categories of content and it's Facebook marketing Facebook advertising Facebook timeline yeah, I'm finally figuring it out at that point I've also got a link there for free consultation oh no what's that all about so anyway, new website design in April. Uh, new tagline um, was coming very soon after that, which was social media that makes a difference. And I can still remember the conversation um, where that came from. And a lot of the, a lot of these changes come from conversations I have with John Robinson, my backup CEO, business manager. 
we still talk all the time. He's still part of the team now. Um, and I just remember that coming up. He's like, how? So, he, like, I can't even remember how he framed it, but he's like, how, you know, do we show your target audience, you know, how to use social media in a way that makes a difference? Um, it, me- it meant well. At the time, it made sense. Where that lined up was social media that makes a difference for nonprofits, for small businesses. Um, part of that was that's that was my life at that point. I worked with nonprofits. I did some consulting for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Um, it's Childhood Cancer Found amazing. They hit close to home. Before um, I was laid off, my, my my most recent job was with American Cancer Society. So I'm used to pinching pennies on on the budget. Um, but also it had something to do with my lack of confidence and not thinking I can help the big budget advertiser. So my focus on the small business nonprofit with social media makes a difference. Looking back, probably a mistake. Um, but hey, that was part of the evolution. And uh, that's where I was at that point. All right, need a quick drink here. Cheers. So where was I at that moment? Um, in terms of my audience, so this is, you know, I, as of that podcast I listened to, which was May, I had 3,000 Facebook fans, we called them at the time, and I was proud of that. I was proud of that boy. I got to tell you, that was also probably a really well-built 3,000, too. I really think it was. Is, uh, they were a pretty highly engaged group of people. But 3,000 over a six-month period. Again, I wasn't spending very much, though, to be completely honest with you. Um, a lot of the ads I was running, though, would be for for likes, for page likes. But 3,000. Um, I had my list size was about 1,000 people. At, the, at that point in May, at least. I don't know what it was in, in August. Um, again, I felt pretty good about that because you may recall, I didn't start building my list at all until the very end of 2011. So, like, it was like December 18th or something. I had, I had an ebook. And then, so I actually created another ebook. Oh, man, if I could. Fine. Yeah, the six, six secrets to Facebook marketing success, and I think I actually had somebody help me with the design on the uh, the cover image or whatever you want to call that. But um, so that was my new list builder as of May. Yeah, yep, yeah, it was May. The six secrets of Facebook marketing success, and going back through it, man. Oh, it's good stuff. So it's a PDF. And um, so it's broken up into sections. It's just the six secrets, right? So we images, everything. So going through profile photo, cover photo, tab icons, remember tabs, shared photos, link thumbnails, milestones, just image stuff. Being interesting, engaging, diverse content, 
Number two, number three, be strategic about tabs. Oh, tabs were everything apparently <laughs> back then. Uh, number four, deals, offers, and discounts. So offering value. Number five, budget for advertising. So target ads at non-fans, target art ads at fans. Man, I've got a. And then number six, listen to your fans and your numbers. I, I think I need to find some of the stuff about ads if I can because that that's got to be some gold in there um, targeting ads if yeah I don't think I even have a lot of images I don't think I have any images that's too bad I could tell you though I was I, I remember telling people repeatedly I was spending like a dollar a day at one point probably especially when I was relying on um Relying on uh, uh, these Facebook ad coupons and stuff like that. Oh my goodness, this is just good stuff. But uh, anyway, so that that was where my audience was at this point in the middle of all this. All right, I need a quick drink. Cheers. It's good beer, by the way. How about that podcast? So back first of all, I was listening to Marcus Sheridan. I think he put out a blog post. It was like how to publish your first podcast or, or something like that. And he used some tools that I don't even think it involved iTunes at all. But he gave me some nice step-by-step -step that I could finally do. It's like I can freaking do this, man. And um, so it ended up being kind of self-hosted, right? So he recommended this plug-in talked about um i think you know sound effects and stuff like that so what was great is i found it because i went back into my media on my website from 2012 and i had it hosted there my first ever episode that's when it was called the podcast with no name initially i think it was the first four episodes of podcast with no name it still didn't become the pub pubcast yet. Then it became John Limmer Talks. John Limmer Talks, dot, dot, dot. And it was like about X, whatever. It's kind of lame. But, uh, you know, listen to that first episode, though. And by the way, it eventually be became the pubcast. Because um, I had my friend Mike on. Oh, what was Mike? Who was Mike? Mike started a, I can't remember his last name right now. But he's, he, he's a super young dude, part of a, a startup. And uh, I had him on like a video version of an interview, podcast, whatever. And we decided to drink while we were doing it. And I think he even mentioned the word podcast. Or maybe someone else did. But anyway, I was, I was listening to this same intro music, which is kind of crazy. Uh, bad Mike. Like, I'm not really sure what microphone I was using. I've been using the form of the bad, uh, bad the blue Yeti um, for a long time. Might not have been May, but probably within a few months of that, I was like, oh, I got I got Someone probably said something like, you got to get a better mic, dude. Let's get some distortion. But I didn't have, like, a lot of breaks in it or anything. But other than that, it's like, it was kind of a similar format 
I expected myself to be really nervous listening to it because I, I kind of remember being nervous when I recorded it. Uh, I sounded all right. But so I basically kind of covered a few topics, answered some questions that people had submitted, and um, kind of ended abruptly. But uh, so yeah, it was hosted on my website, so I just had a player that I used on my site, published a blog post, and said, hey, here's my podcast. So the main thing, though, the learning there is that it was something. Like, it gave me the experience of recording a podcast, first of all. Like, how do I construct this thing? What's the format? What do we call it? What do I use for sound effects? Um, What do I do about my microphone? You know, all that. It at least got me going. And, um, but, you know, bottom line, it was like it helped me reach another audience who likes to consume content in a different way. And, um, so I'm, I'm grateful um, that I started it. Now, I I don't do my podcast, 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 whatever you want to call it, um, as religiously as I did back then. But I still enjoy it, man. Sit down with a beer, talk it out a little bit. It's good stuff. So anyway, um, I, I kept it going really consistently. So it, was, it started out as the, the podcast with no name. It was John Loomer Talks. I didn't yet hit the point where it was the podcast. But I also wasn't publishing it anymore to my website, I think, uh, once we hit August. So it might have been the podcast by that point. Anyway, um, we got one topic that's conspicuously missing at this point. We're going to talk about it here in a second. Cheers. All right, so revenue. Like, what am I doing? How am I making money? Right? Um, I can tell you, I wasn't making much. So, as you probably noticed, I still haven't mentioned selling a product because I haven't created a product yet. We're still, so we're talking about a year after I started my website, after I got laid off, after I started my website. Um, I first started building my list. Actually, I first first started my Facebook page in November. First started building my list end of December. I start I had another list builder in May. Started podcast in May. I'm still not selling anything, but I did. I was getting traffic as you saw or you heard. Hundred thousand page views a month. Now we're consistent. Part of that too is look. That list isn't big, but a thousand people on that email list, and they're fresh. They're they're driving pretty consistently too when when I when I email them. So, um, oh, affiliate marketing. Oh boy, you gotta understand. Also, during this first year, I don't know what to do. I'm not prepared for running my own business. I am reading up, following everybody. What am I supposed to do? I'm going to do what they do. So the next logical thing to do, especially with traffic, is promote affiliate products. Um, so I started with Shortstack, which um, I don't know if you're familiar with Shortstack. They're awesome, by the way. They're a great company. And um, so Shortstack, Genesis Framework, AWeber, Agora Pulse. All really good starts, right? Good companies. And the one thing I would say is 
I made sure that they were all products I was using and I loved and I believed in the, the business, the people behind it. Because it, it wasn't the other way around. It wasn't a matter of I'm going to use this thing because I can get money from it. It's like I was using this thing and like, oh, wait, they've got an affiliate link. I, I can actually make money uh, for using this and promoting it. So I started, uh, I wrote a review for Short Stack. I, I remember doing uh, this section on my site where the things I use. So it's like the things I use to, to run my business. And it was like Short Stack and Genesis Framework and Aweber and Agora Pulse. So really, those are critical things I, I needed to use to run my business. Um, so I actually did okay with affiliate marketing. Now I, I wish I could tell you how much I was making, but it was never like, look, I could never do as well at my peak in this business selling my own products as I did or the other way around selling my own products. Well, I will always make more money than promoting someone else's. And taking a slice. Uh, that said, also started selling um, ad space um, on my website. So I found a page um, from May where I'd already sold some ad space, and uh, so I had a couple ad units on the side, um, at the top of of blog posts, the bottom of blog posts. I mean, I'd already sold one, two, three, four, five at the time of an image that I took. So that's that was I was doing okay in terms of selling it. Now I couldn't tell you what I was selling it for. It was probably something like five hundred dollars a month. Actually, no, I've got it here. Two hundred fifty dollars a month. Uh, one hundred eighty dollars a month. Two hundred ten dollars a month. Oh, no, no. Some of these are, are own it or share it. So $400 a month, $400 a month, $450. So, um, I mean, you do the math. It's, it's We're looking at maybe $1,000 a month in ad units on my website uh, plus the affiliate revenue. That wasn't a ton, but I was getting by. I was starting to figure it out. Um, so... Long story short, that's what I was doing. I eventually realized two things. Um, instead of w using that real estate to promote someone else's business, I could use it to promote my own products. Now, I didn't have a product at the time, so I was like, Psh, who cares? Um, so that's the first thing when it comes to ad units. I have a very negative view of affiliate marketing in general um this is let me explain once i hear somebody is promoting a product and getting a cut of it i no longer take that seriously because um, now i'm like well i don't know why you're promoting this it may be because you love it and you also get a cut it may be because you use it and you also get a cut. But I even go back and look at some of these articles and pages and blog posts and stuff. And I'm like, I can see that influence of money on, on my promotion of this product. And I, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. 
So when it comes to affiliate stuff and promoting other people's products, the thing that I... Uh, now, granted, it took until I could afford to stop affiliate marketing that it really hit home, okay? But it's like I knew that I could be more valuable to you when I recommend a product if you knew I didn't get a cut if you went and signed up for that product, right? Because then you know it's like, oh, well, you actually are recommending that instead of like, you should use this product. It's awesome. I've been using it forever. Go to my affiliate link. Like, oh, it just makes me feel dirty. And whenever I hear that I, from other people, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to use that product. I don't know if it, you really do like it or if it's just that they have a really good affiliate arrangement and you're going to get a bunch of money. So, but I look, I also understand that everyone's got to make, make their paycheck. And um, I would, but I would say, Long term, two of the things, best things I ever did for my business is once, first of all, I guess three things. First of all, created my own product, didn't rely on other people's products. Second of all, ad space, used it to promote my own stuff, use that real estate. And third, if I ever had something that I'm like, you should use this and I had something to recommend. I don't get a cut out of it. I intentionally now do not get a cut because I think that that's more valuable. Um, it's easier said than done. If you're making no money, hey. And, and I think the way I set it up is a good way to do it, right? Products you already use that are important to your business that you can truthfully say are awesome, have at it. Um, but you always got to be very clear that you're, you're getting a cut out of that, right? All right. One final drink here. Last call. So that's it. I mean, we're a year in, still barely making any money. But I'm finally starting to find some ways to make some money. Um, it's going to be a couple more months. <laughs> so I think it's 14 months post layoff where I create my first product. And it's not a good product, but it's a product. And that's the key point. We'll talk about that in the next episode. I think we're going to talk about that whole second year because that second year is pretty important. I, I think you can see the, that momentum coming right now, right? That momentum's there. We're going, we're building, man. We're building the right direction. But for anyone who's struggling, who's starting their own biz, business and is frustrated, um, even though I feel really lucky, uh, 10 years later, and I felt feel like I hit my stride quickly. I wasn't making money, though. Like, I, I couldn't do much of anything um, for, for more than a year. So, no, it takes time. It does take time. Uh, but I hope this helps you. If you want to hear more of this content, more of this stuff related to, to um, uh, starting my business and entrepreneurship and whatever it be, First thing is know that this is fourth in the series. So I'm going to burp there. We're going to hold that down. Uh, fourth in the series, so you can uh, watch and listen to the other three. This is also on YouTube, by the way. It's on Facebook, depending on where you're listening and watching. Um, it's also on, on iTunes. So feel free to watch those others. But I would love to jump into this topic more often. But... 
I need commitment from you that this is something you want. So do you want a community? Do you want a product? What do you want? Or maybe just talk about this on a regular basis on the podcast. I could put together a video series. Hell, whatever. We'll figure it out. But let me know. At John Loomer on Twitter. John at JohnLoomer.com. I don't give that email address out anywhere else. I'm like, eh, no one listens to this. But John at JohnLoomer.com. John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Find me. You can find me places. But I really hope you found this useful and fun and interesting. Because honestly, I've had a blast going back and looking at that first year. I'm looking forward to looking at the second. We're not going to go through every year, by the way. Uh, We're going to look at the second. But there's definitely this important transformation that happens from years one to three-ish. I would say the most important things are creating the products and creating the paid community. But we'll get to all that. So thanks for joining me. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Thank you.